Welcome back to the Movie Bible Podcast. This week you've got myself, Colin, and I'm joined by Brennan as we break down the opening weekend for Spider-Man Far From Home and Midsummer. And remember, as always, you can check us out online at moviebabblereviews.com. Alright, so breaking down the top five for this week, uh, no surprise, in the number one spot is Spider-Man Far From Home with 93.6 million over the weekend, over the five days that it released, because uh, it did release a few days before July 4th, it's at 185 million domestic, uh, so very strong opening there. Number two spot is Toy Story with 34.3 million domestic. Yesterday is in the number three spot with 10.75 million domestic. Annabelle Comes Home is in the number four spot at 9.75 million domestic. And Aladdin rounds out the top five with 7.6 million. Uh, so not a ton of change other than, you know, Spider-Man dropping and taking first place. Um, it is a very strong opening. It is the strongest uh, Spider-Man opening. And, it, you know, it does have the advantage that it does have uh, pretty pretty much five, six days because uh, they started midnight showings last Monday. And so it does have a lot longer of an opening stretch, but it has you know, completely blown out, out of the water all the other uh, Spider-Man domestic openings. And it's well on its way to 600 million right now. It's just about 20 million short. And very confident this is going to be the first billion dollar Spider Man movie. Uh, 100%. I think we were talking about this last week. We were saying, uh, can this be the first billion dollar Spider Man movie? And I think we're seeing that, yeah, 100%, it's definitely going to be. I mean, it's already at um, worldwide. Uh, 580 million dollars and that's just six days of being uh, out i mean it did it did open up i believe three or four days earlier in uh china and japan than it did here in north america um but i think releasing it on the tuesday what was smart july 3rd i think it was definitely the right move and we're seeing kind of the benefits of that i mean 185 million dollars in its first six days just including the weekend friday to sunday 93 million dollars i was not expecting a number that high considering it would have three days in the week before that um to kind of compete um so i think that that's pretty good i mean the movie only has a budget of 160 million so this thing is a huge success right out the gate and uh we're definitely going to probably see marvel uh the mcu at least go three for three with billion dollar films this year um if you want to look at just purely three-day opening weekends um this movie isn't as hot as some of the other spider-man movies but you can't judge it that way because uh, we know that um, this is a midweek release, not a weekend weekend release. So you have to look at it in in kind of a, a different light. I mean, I know the Amazing Spider-Man two, I believe, um, also had a midweek release. Oh no, there was I believe it was maybe the first first Amazing Spider-Man also had a uh, midweek release when it first came out. I'm quite sure. I'm gonna double check that. Yeah, it came out actually on a Tuesday, July third as well, but in 2012. Um, so yeah, that movie also came out kind of the same, same sort of thing, midweek, Tuesday. And, uh, you look at how that did compared to how far from home did, there's a big kind of drastic difference there. I mean, amazing Spider-Man made 137 million in its first, uh, six days. Uh, whereas you're looking at far from home at 185 million domestically for six days. So there's a big difference there. It's a huge financial hit. It's going to be the highest grossing Spider-Man movie, um, unless somehow there's a huge collapse 
talks over the next week at the box office. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, it should hold on to the summer box office for the next couple of weeks until we see the Lion King come out. Yeah, and I mean, kind of like you said, if you compare it just numbers-wise, then yeah, this doesn't really break uh, the the higher achievers in the Spider-Man uh, week opening weekends. But it is kind of something you have to look at uniquely. It does have a six-day weekend, which is crazily uncommon. And uh, yeah, it's just pulling incredibly strong numbers, which in a summer where we've seen uh, most sequels just kind of flop or, you know, start off well, but then quickly lose steam or just not start at all. In the case of Dark Phoenix, uh, Spider-Man is a much needed breath of fresh air for the box office. And for sure. I, and I, yeah, yeah go continue. ahead. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say for sure, uh, this is a movie that I'm not, I don't want to go into it too deep, just the, the actual uh, grittiness of the movie and all that. But I want to say that I really did enjoy this movie. I think it was a great summer blockbuster. Um, and I think it's definitely what the box office needed uh but yeah i definitely had a good time with it what about you yeah and i think it's it's really a good refresher and kind of pace setter for the mcu going forward so i mean the end game hype is was was completely unreal i mean that's that is the it's a 2.7 billion dollar movie and counting um like it it's huge and and so a big question afterwards is you know where where does the story go after you already have you know thanos who's kind of seen as the biggest baddest guy in the the marvel universe and i think grounding it with spider-man was a really wise decision um you kind of get back to basics you see the world without iron man um you see peter parker get to kind of grow up and i think it really just brought the MCU back to what made the first Iron Man really strong while also opening a lot of doors for some phase four stuff, which I think will be really awesome to see here in the next year or two. Uh, yeah, for sure. hundred uh, percent. I, I'm, I'm optimistic for the future of the MCU. And I think this movie opened up a few different doors that uh, was necessary for the MCU to open because you, you need something fresh. This movie and did re- feel really fresh for me. And I'm really happy about that because I was, I was nervous. I didn't know kind of how they could really keep making this franchise fresh. I mean, post Endgame, you got to have some uh, somberness to that sort of film. There has to be kind of that vibe that you are living now in a post uh, Endgame universe um, where there's a lot of big changes in the MCU. So you do definitely feel that, but also this film feels so fresh. Um, this is probably the, uh, discluding Spider. Out of all the live-action Spider-Man films, I think this is probably the most unique and fresh one I've watched since, obviously, the original, because that was uh, revolutionary for its time. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of my take on it. Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I think it just, like, it's it's it kind of does for the MCU what Ant-Man and the Wasp did last year after Infinity War. You know, Infinity War had that that big drastic ending. And Ant-Man and the Wasp came along and was like, all right, this is just a fun little <laughs> escape for two hours. And mm-hmm. Spider-Man Far From Home really achieves a lot of that. It makes light a lot of the events that happen in Endgame, um, looking at just all these, even the side characters, just how disappearing for five years and, you know, your friends, family disappear for five years. And what does the world look like after that? And, you know, how can people still be grieving iron man how are people still angry with tony stark and it just, it just brings a lot of ideas together and it really balances them all very well i think yeah 100 percent for sure um the next one here for uh the weekend was uh toy 
Troy four. So that, that, that's a film that held on pretty good. I mean, I, I figured that it's, it's going to have good legs and I think, um, next weekend it's probably going to see an even smaller drop. Um, but this is a movie that's just continuing to be a success. I mean, you look at it now worldwide, it's up to $650 million. Huge hit. I think that it's on its way to a billion. It'll probably have the legs to get there. Um, so I think we're just looking at another, another toy story movie that is just going to make a ton of money. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's really paved, paved a good road, uh, over the next few weeks at the box office. Yeah. And I think with toy story four, we're going to see, obviously we saw, you know, a dip this weekend, not a, not a huge dip by any means, um, but a bit of a dip. And I think we'll see a larger one when we get to Lion King, but I think mm-hmm. overall this movie is going to bounce back a lot more than any of its other competition, because I mean, it's pretty much the only animated movie from here on out for the rest of the summer. Uh, it's a Pixar movie. It is like the quintessential Pixar animated franchise. Uh, we're going to be talking about Toy Story for a while. Like it, it's not going anywhere. No, for sure. I think that it'll even, I mean, it pulled 34 million over the three days this weekend. Um, it's probably going to just continue to make decent chunks of money. And even when it's out of the top five, maybe even out of the top 10, it's probably still going to be making a couple million dollars each weekend and kind of just totaling up on its grand total. And uh, by the time Labor Day weekend comes, you might see it get a little bit of a boost. I know films like Finding Dory and Incredibles 2 saw uh, significant boosts for their Labor Day weekend. Uh, So I'll probably see that for Toy Story 4 as well. I mean, just a big financial hit for sure. Uh, Yeah, The Lion King, we'll probably see it take a little bit of a dip there. But as you said, there's not really any other animated competition all summer. That's out of the way. I mean, I know there's Angry Birds too, but that is not going to be an issue for this film. Um, So yeah, we're we're definitely looking at another huge hit. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's it's a Pixar movie. It's a Toy Story movie. It's going to keep on plugging uh pulling in box office numbers pretty consistently uh, so i do want to move on to number three which was yesterday and that actually had a really small drop um you know it was only 36.8 percent and you know when you have competition like midsummer spider-man far from home you have these movies that are you know not in direct competition but in the case of like spider-man that's still pretty high profile and you know you'd expect it to make a considerable dent but i think yesterday's legs are kind of kicking in it's had some pretty decent audience reaction uh critical reception wasn't just terrific for it um, but i think we're seeing it just continue to pull in uh similar numbers to what it did last week um you know it it's it's not going to be a blockbuster hit by any means, but I think this movie is going to have pretty decent legs for the size of a movie it is. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we're looking at this movie that uh, uh, pulled in a decent opening last weekend of $17 million. It adds another um, 10.7 million or so this uh, weekend in its second weekend. It did decent throughout the week, stayed in the top three or four throughout the week. So, I mean, this is a movie that only has a budget of $26 million. They've already... Uh, doubled that worldwide pretty much uh so so they're making money and i think it's the type of film that we're kind of getting great audience reception i think people are responding to this movie and enjoying it seeing it kind of as a uh, a good feel good movie just an enjoyable time overall um the yeah as you said the critical reception was kind of mixed um it didn't get panned but it didn't get praised really it just kind of was average um, but I think that audiences are going to respond to this and see this as a pretty enjoyable movie. I mean, you got uh, the Beatles, Beatles music for a couple hours and uh, uh, a lot of other cool stuff in there. So, I mean, this thing should should hang on for a little bit um, and kind of play out as the kind of summer crowd pleaser. I was I was expecting Rocket Man uh, to be kind of that. 
And Rocketman has, had, has shown some great legs, but uh, I'm interested, interested to see how yesterday does uh, throughout the rest of the summer. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch those two, especially as yesterday isn't as new as it is now. I mean, Rocketman has consistently just pulled in pretty decent numbers, and it's been out for almost a month and a half, two months at this point. And so I, I don't know if yesterday will have kind of the legs it does or the legs that Rocketman does, but I think this movie is going to be a pretty consistently pulling in a decent amount of money for the size and scale of, of the film itself. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of move on and go to the number four spot, which was Annabelle Comes Home. Um, this did have a fairly decent size drop. You know, it did have some bigger horror competition with Midsummer opening this week, and it dropped about 52%, just a little little short of 52%. I mean, it still pulled in $9.75 million, and it's still sitting at about $50 million, uh, domestically. But it was a pretty steep drop, and I, you know, I, I don't know if we'll be talking about Annabelle Comes Home for very much longer. You know, it, it's a success by most means if you're looking at its worldwide gross compared to um, its estimated budget. But I just don't, I don't see it having uh, very long legs. Uh, no, for sure. I mean, uh, what I will say about this, I'm actually kind of impressed with how this movie did this weekend. Um, personally, uh, 52% drop second weekend. It's it's a sizable drop, but I think for a horror movie, I think it held on really well. Um, so I think it's a little bit impressive there. And it had some good midweek numbers as well. Um, I thought this thing was going to drop off even more. I thought Aladdin would come in fourth this weekend and Annabelle would probably be five or six um, with Midsummer kind of battling out for the five or six spot. But Annabelle's held held its own, I think, came forth. Um, and yeah, the movie's up to $135 million worldwide, which is pretty decent. I mean, it's a decent chunk for, for a horror film that it doesn't cost a ton to make. But uh, when you look at the rest of the franchise, all the other Conjuring-verse films, um, this is going to be by far the lowest grossing one. I mean, it's still incredibly profitable. It's still a, a big hit, kind of a, a marginally uh, if you look at it kind of marginally, it's a big hit um, in comparison to other films because just the budget is so small. But this is going to be the lowest grossing film in the Conjuring universe, which I don't know if that should be a sign of concern for uh, Warner Brothers. But uh, um, it is a franchise that you don't have to put you don't have to invest too much money into it to, to turn a profit. So I can see them. Um, continuing to make these movies for a while, even if the numbers continue to drop off. But, I mean, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. I believe next year they have another film coming out in this universe, so I think that'll probably be the big uh, question mark for this franchise, and we'll see how that performs, and then we can kind of see where it goes from there. Yeah, and I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week, is you have these horror franchises, and, I mean, this has happened ever since, you know, Halloween came out. In the 70s, I mean, hell, since a Psycho came out in the 60s, uh, the, these horror franchises just get uh, mass-produced and just kind of run out of steam pretty quickly. But then by the time one franchise is done, another one steps in. And I think we're kind of seeing that tipping point with The Conjuring. And so, yeah, it may have another – I mean, it definitely has one other movie, but it may have you know another movie or two after that. But I think we are seeing kind of a shift away from this as horror audiences are looking for something new to kind of take up that mantle. Mm, no, 100% for sure. I definitely agree. 
Yeah, so we'll move on to number five, which was Aladdin. Um, still, man, pulling out these really small drops. 24.9% uh, drop compared to last weekend. Still pulled in 7.6 million. This is its seventh week at the box office. It is, I mean, it's past 900. It's at about 921 million uh, worldwide. I don't think this will make it all the way to a billion. I mean, I think Disney would love it too, but I just don't know if it has that kind of legs. Um, that'd be a pretty strong push to get it over that hump. But this is a movie that has just been one of the biggest successes of the year. It's been one of the biggest successes of the summer. Um, it is just like consistently pulled in money. And I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's just it. Like, <laughs> there's not really much else to add to that. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, this is... It's a super successful movie, really, really successful. And I got to say, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. This, this film has, I think, by far the best um, legs of any movie this year. I think I said that a couple episodes ago. This movie is, is just incredibly resilient at the box office. And I think that it, um, as you said, it's around 920. So you got another 80 million or so to go to get to a billion. I'm going to make the call that it will hit it. I think that we're going to see some double features with The Lion King. Um, that's not going to give it a ton of cash, but I think that'll keep it from dropping when the Lion King comes out first weekend, then we'll see it kind of teeter off after that. I think that this movie might get there. I think it definitely still has the chance. I think next weekend's numbers might be an indicator, but I mean, a 25% drop this weekend. I mean, come on, this, this film is, is just showing so much resilience at the box office. It's turned into probably the biggest surprise hit of, uh, 2019 thus far so i mean i'm just I'm, I'm looking forward to see what the lion king can pull because that's going to be something else and it's interesting uh nick brought it up a couple of weeks ago how the uh there, there was a concern that when the mcu started releasing three movies a year that they would start to kind of cannibalize themselves and i mm -hmm. think they may have accidentally kind of stumbled into that kind of scenario with aladdin and in uh almost a jungle book uh the lion king um, you know, they are pretty far apart. You know, you've got about a two-month release window, which is about the same for Captain Marvel and Endgame. But I don't think even Disney really anticipated Aladdin to still be going this strong this late in the game. And so, you know, I think The Lion King will kind of cut short uh, some of Aladdin's returns, and I think we'll start seeing some larger drops. I think it'll still hold on pretty consistently. But I think Disney is, is kind of shot itself in the foot on this one i'm it's funny saying that because you know it's shooting itself in the foot with a billion dollar film compared to a pretty much a billion dollar film um so it, it's a, it's a weird situation to look at no for sure for sure um so we will move on to another new release this week it did not crack the top five but midsummer did release um it's the next a24 horror movie and it's gotten really good reception uh, critically and from those that have seen it. Um, and it's, you know, it's not pulling in blockbuster numbers, which, you know, no one expected this to uh, compete with Spider-Man Far From Home on that front. But it has pulled in um, a little over 10.9 million domestically in its run. I don't believe it's opened internationally yet. And it doesn't really have any, you know, direct competition in this style of horror for a while. So I think we'll see some pretty decent legs on Midsummer as well. 100%. I checked it out, and it's a it's a pretty well-crafted movie. I mean, Ari Aster, he uh, wrote and directed 
directed this thing, and I really enjoyed Hereditary from him last year, so I was looking forward to this. Um, it definitely delivered a really strong film, um, but uh, for sure, this is a movie that you're seeing good critical reception. You're seeing kind of interesting audience reaction as well. I think it'll do all right from here on out. I mean, the budget's only about $10 million. They already have $10 million just domestically, so they'll, they'll be fine with this movie for sure. Um, but I'm interested to see how it plays out. I mean, this is another movie that was released midweek, uh, dropped on a Wednesday. So I think that was a little bit smart for them to kind of get it out a little bit early and uh, let it play out through the week um, and kind of let it take advantage of the July 4th uh, week numbers. Uh, so, so so I think it was a smart move from them. Uh, finished sixth. I thought it would maybe crack the top five in the five spot, but uh, finished sixth. And it, it's, it's performing, so we'll see how that does in the next couple of weeks as well. And as you said, this style of horror, there's no real competition for that anytime soon. Crawl's coming out, um, which is, which it, it's not the same style of horror, but that's a film I'm also looking forward to. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Midsummer, but uh, I think we'll we'll definitely have to pay attention to next weekend and the weekend after to see where this film is probably going to land. Yeah, and I think it, it'll be interesting next weekend because uh, Crawl is competition in the sense that they're both horror movies but they're vastly different horror movies. Um, so I don't really see them competing with each other a whole lot. I think Crawl will win next week just because it will be the new release, but I think they'll be pretty close in, in what each one earns week to week following that. Yeah, no, for sure, 100%. Um, another thing this weekend I wanted to touch on was just kind of the uh, Avatar, uh, the record-breaking watch. I think that the watch is definitely back on. I think that... Uh, maybe the last few weeks there was a little bit of doubts, but I think that right now Endgame is kind of within a, within a position to potentially strike. Um, the movie is up to now worldwide $2.772 billion. I was about to say million. <laughs> $2,772,500,000 so far for Endgame. So that puts it uh, in a pretty, pretty close position with Avatar. I mean, overall, we're now looking at just a um, $16 million spread between the two films. It's going to be incredibly close down the wire. I checked out the re-release, and the re-release had decent legs this weekend. Uh, you look at kind of this weekend performance, I thought the re-release would maybe drop off after just its first weekend, but it looked like it got a decent kind of help from Far From Home. Only a 49% drop for the re-release. It earned another $3.1 million. Stayed just in the top 10 at 9 this weekend, so... It definitely helped a little bit. I checked it out, and you know what? I think it was a bad release. Just, I know that they're trying to go for the record, and why not? Um, you don't see a lot of new stuff in this re-release. I think if you go to this re-release, you're not going to see the new footage. I think you're going just to enjoy Endgame again before it leaves theaters. Personally, I would have left this re-release to uh, Labor Day, as you and me kept saying for weeks and weeks mm -hmm. and weeks. I would have left it till then because it just feels so rushed. You're looking at literally just a little over two months after the actual release of the film. Um, I would have waited till kind of end of summer to kind of celebrate summer, celebrate end game, celebrate that, get it to the record. But uh, I don't know. It felt a little rushed for me and I, I wasn't a fan of that choice. Um, it's fun to watch. Sure. Uh, the added content that's there was fine. It was interesting. Um, there's a Stanley tribute in there that is pretty good. Um, that's definitely the best, best new addition. Uh, but uh, if you're going to go to that, this new re-release, it's not really to see that stuff. I think it's just to see 
um, end game again uh, because you don't really see anything throughout the runtime that's that's new until after the credits. Um, but but we're the the record watches on. I mean, about sixteen million dollars is the difference. Uh, the next couple of weeks are going to be vital. Um, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. I've flip-flopped a lot these last few weeks on whether Endgame will become the highest-grossing film of all time or not. Uh, I think I'm back on the yes, uh, the yes train here. I think that it will pass Avatar. I mean, it, it's tough to say. I, I was thinking that the theater count would drop a lot from last weekend to this weekend with the re-release, but it didn't. They only dropped 40 theaters. They were in a little over 2,000 last weekend for the re-release. This weekend, they're at 1,000. 984. So uh, they, they held strong in their theater count. Um, their their per theater average didn't drop a ton. It dropped kind of a decent amount. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I think it's going to be definitely very close down to the wire. Yeah, I think it, it's not going to be a huge overtaking, um, you know, even if it's just within a couple thousand or a couple hundred thousand, um, it'll be very close. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I've, waffled back and forth i think i'm leaning more towards yes now um this movie continues to have steam and just like really unexpected places and i I think it'll do it um (laughs) it it may be a while and it may be another re-release but i I think it'll get there yeah and i i don't know if it'll feel as satisfying just because it's going to be like just barely passing it (laughs) um (laughs) for for people that have been super excited about the chase of avatar for people that have been really looking forward to that. I don't think it'll be super satisfying just because, I mean, you're going to look at the all time numbers and you're going to see two movies that are within maybe single digit millions, maybe even less of that from each other. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I would, I was looking forward to seeing a movie blow up and be huge in the first couple of weeks of Endgame's release. I was looking forward to seeing this thing, maybe even passing 3 billion, but it halted uh, a decent amount. You can't really, um, expect how a movie will do after what that movie did in its opening weekend it's it was so unprecedented uncalled for you don't really know what's going to happen um but i think we're going to see this movie really crawl to get there um yeah it might take another re-release i don't know what that would be i mean i i think that i think i spoke about this as well on another episode that there might be um an oscars campaign for this movie maybe they re-release it again in in the fall or in the in january um Maybe into uh, Labor Day, as we said. Who knows? But uh, it might take that as well to to kind of edge it past. Yeah, and I think you know whether or not it does actually cross Avatar's record. I mean, this is still the biggest movie of all time. If you consider like all the hype that's gone into it, all the buildup in these other movies, like all the spillover that you know uh, we're now seeing with Spider Man, all the extra hype we saw with Captain Marvel, like how many you know, walk into any school or, you know, uh, daycare or something during the summer of the school year, you'll see Iron Man backpacks, Spider-Man backpacks. Um, just like the impact of this thing is is really unprecedented and it's going to last a lot longer than, you know, memory of whether or not it be Avatar uh, will <laughs> or would. <laughs> no, 100%. Um, I, I definitely agree that uh, with that. I think that the impact that uh, this film, on this franchise the mcu has had on just everything is 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 incredible and uh it's just a huge movie that's kind of the bottom line yeah and so uh real quick before we kind of wrap up i do want to touch on dark phoenix um one last time so it's been estimated this week that this is actually a larger flop than the fantastic four movie in 2015 Ooh. Uh, which that movie has pretty much been regarded as 
the biggest um the uh, biggest you know marvel superhero flop um and you know it's 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 hard to imagine that the studio or the company that's behind avengers endgame is capable of flops but they do happen uh, mm-hmm. and actually quite a bit with fox's franchises but uh dark phoenix is with the reshoots around a 200 million dollar estimated budget which is uh, pretty ridiculously high for a, a movie like this um and it's only pulled in about 245.7 million dollars worldwide uh so this is just a ridiculously large flop and uh yeah this will be the last time we talk about it but i thought it was just <laughs> important to note that this has flopped harder than uh any other marvel flop in the past what 20 five years they've been making movies that's that's uh, so that's kind of a sad note for the x-men to go out on that's really rough i mean i i knew this thing was gonna flop and uh it really did slow down i mean i thought maybe it'd have i didn't think it would have legs but i thought maybe this thing would maybe go for 300 million worldwide but 245 that's not a good place to stop um yeah this is this is kind of kind of rough uh kind of rough for this franchise um uh so so that's that i mean I, I like that you pointed that out though because i know that uh that 2015 fantastic four movie uh gets a ton of hate um so so i mean that that's an interesting point i mean plus marketing as well added on to uh yeah. dark phoenix it, it's it's definitely taking a, a huge hit yeah no uh it's, it's a sad note for both the x-men and 21st century fox to go out on so that'll kind of wrap up what we're going to talk about as far as box office performance though performance this week goes and then i know you had uh, some exciting stuff to talk about as we go forward this week yeah for sure um so we got this box office uh talk this weekend and a couple of days after you'll be listening to this we'll have uh, my second episode of the uh, babble with brennan podcast dropping which i'm gonna have uh, colin come in and guest uh for me we're going to be uh, ranking uh, all our all our favorite spider-man movies from least favorite to favorite uh, it should be a fun should be a fun show we're, we don't know what each other's uh, list is so i think that'll be a kind of a fun uh fun thing about it so i'm looking forward to that 100 percent. so definitely uh, keep your keep your eyes out for that dropping on uh moviebabblereviews.com a little bit after this episode drops so yeah, check that out and then join us next week as we come back and talk about the opening weekends for Stuber and Crawl, as well as seeing what else is still hanging on to the top five. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Movie Babble Podcast and check us out next week as we talk about the opening weekend for Stuber as well as Crawl. And as always, you can check us out online at moviebabblereviews.com.